This is Well Basically with your hosts, Mike DeSilva and Sam Weeks. Well Basically. On today's show, we just did a whole lot of questions, didn't we, Mikey? Had some tips. Heaves the tip talk. Heaves the tip. We had a question about staying and keeping full, particularly after breakfast. We had some tips, more tips for starting out as a PT. That was a good one. We had a question about activation slash mobilization before the big lifts. We had a question about why CrossFitters are so ripped. We had a question about doing too much, how many exercises you should be doing in a workout, and also how long you should be working out for. Good questions. Very good ones. Good tips. And some good tips. We hope you enjoy today's show. This is Well Basically. Well Basically. Well, you could just do your vocal warm-ups. What have you got? Mm. Red lorry, yellow lorry. What about what about doing some scars? La 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 la. Oh, an arpeggio. <laughs> what the fuck is the, that? You could go up to the seventh. One three five seven. La 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 la. I can get there. And if you want to make the uh, chord sad, you go la 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 la. Like, question: oh. Have you ever shaved off? <laughs> yeah, have you? I'm wondering where you're going with yeah. this because have I you? clearly shaved off my head. No, yeah, I know, the but like bits. I'm talking about the other bits. Uh, I've trimmed. Yeah, not completely shorn. <laughs> I just had a bit of a flashback today when I was <laughs> when you had crabs. No, I was no. When I was looking at myself in the mirror, naked, just looking at and appreciating my body, as we like to talk about. Because yeah. I've got That's excellent. Yes, yeah, because obviously I was. In a bigger body before, I've still got some, I've got some stretch marks around sort of my adductors. I thought you were going to say fluffy pants. <laughs> no, and on my glutes. And then I was like, oh yeah, remember that? I was dating someone for a while who asked me to trim, and I was like, no problem, I can do that for you. <laughs> and I went too deep with the razor. <laughs> oh no! And I was like, well, you better finish what you've started. <laughs> so massacring yourself. I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up like a naked mole rat and she was like, you know I said trim, right? I was like, I know, I, I, I went no, too far and then I'm there was nobody coming back. Whole hog. Yeah. I'm going full tip. And I have very little body hair already, so it looks really shocking. But it does make your junk look bigger. Well, so there is that. Have you ever done that though? No, not completely. Uh, and also there's very tricky bits around there and you don't want to nip any don't. items. For the listeners, don't use the straight razor down there. Bobs. Yeah, we need a sponsorship from They've a got proper ball, grooming company. Ball groomers. Yeah, they, they do. I'm not going to plug them because they're not paying us. Yeah, well, that's a, a good story to start, I guess. <laughs> Shaving your balls. <laughs> I'm homesick, so this is happening. I am. But I do miss my house every day I go to work. Does that count? I miss everyone. Welcome first time listeners. Last time listeners. And you guys that listen every week. How much do we love you? Marginally. (laughs) Marginally more (laughs) than the others? (laughs) We love you lots. Mikey's only joking. I don't want to commit to full love. It's too soon for me. I'm moderately fond of you all. We're just letting the Black Seeds set the vibe. A great, great Kiwi band. 
sit back, put your feet up, have a chill on, listen to this gentleman's sultry voice and then our sultry voices after. Or drive your car erratically if you're my sister while listening to the podcast. I thought the song was appropriate because you always come in here sweating like a freak. Cool me down. down. Just walk really fast. Cool Mike down. Cool Mike down. Cool Mike down. And other people do not walk fast enough. You have to do everything 600 miles an hour, otherwise it's not done correctly. Yeah, I don't live by that rule. (laughs) Everything. Okay. I also get a lean on when I'm going from my bit desk to the kitchen as well. Like I need to get there, even though it's five meters away. <laughs> really, full tilt. <laughs> Must do these things extremely fast. <laughs> yeah, I need to slow down. I get in like moods like that sometimes, but not often. I'm always in that mood. That sounds stressful, but <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so you're homesick. Why are you homesick? I don't know. Oh, I don't I know just... why I need you to explain that. Yeah, I just since the last episode, actually, I've had a few people reach out who I haven't talk to in a long time and i was like oh that's nice yeah but also like i'm like oh fuck and then sue's even said at the end of the last episode not being able mm. to hug and touch and love people i was just like I'm, there's a lot of people back home who i haven't seen for a long time who i'd love to you know be present yeah. with i'd like the option i've got a few friends i haven't seen in a very long time it's nice nice to chat to them but uh, yeah it'd be good to see them i just called so many people oh, it happened yesterday i just <laughs> called so many people i was like i need everyone <laughs> i know to make me feel better right now so i'm just going to call a lot of people just so we're clear if you are one of my friends and you're listening do not call me <laughs> continue to message me <laughs> i'm not ready for that yet. photos are fine <laughs> Have you been? I feel like people in New South Wales are getting a bit too relaxed and they're getting a little bit too close. They're getting within that 1.5 <laughs> meters. Such a common thing. They, <laughs> they're creeping in there and their dirty little fingers have been on dirty little pies <laughs> and I just need them to back up. So just back up, please, motherfuckers. I went to the supermarket and didn't wear my mask today. How do you feel about well, that? Look, I did that too. <laughs> But I'm going to put it back on again. But I feel I, guilt. I, just, I have mask guilt when I like forget it or don't bring it because it's laxed a bit here. Yeah, so Don't count your chickens. But wait, eggs? Hang on. Don't count your... Well, you say don't count your chickens, but the saying is don't count your eggs before they hatch. Yeah. Don't count your chickens. <laughs> Man, it's been a Send while. Send us a DM. Help us out with that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've done a proverb. Uh, Taking along. Nothing interesting happening. I just started watching uh, It's a Sin. Have you seen that? No, give us a review and uh, then I'll review. Oh, God, it's so devastating, but good. So it's about the AIDS crisis. This one's based in the UK. One of the main characters dies in the first episode. So I was like, wow. <laughs> fucking <laughs> getting emotional in the first episode. Everyone should watch it because it was just so devastating what, what happened. Everyone needs to know. And is that on Netflix or Stan? Uh, it's on Stan. I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can watch. I've got a really good show recommendation. I love doing these little recommendations because I love that people who listen can get in on the stuff that we're watching. Have you seen Bonding? No. Oh, oh is it about Bonded? In a way. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it's, I think it, I've seen that pop up, yeah. It's about a woman who's going to grad school to learn to be a psychiatrist, but she's also a dominatrix. 
for right. work and she gets her gay best friend, who's also a comedian, to be her assistant. And <laughs> sounds like a the premise for an excellent show. Oh my god, it is amazing. I haven't had like that many laugh out loud moments in a TV show in a very long time. It yeah. is so fucking good. And the way they like have all these weird kinks that show up mm. in the show and her clients that do with like this guy <laughs> who shows up in a penguin suit and makes her assistant <laughs> dress up as a penguin and he's just like fight me because it turns <laughs> him on to fight as a penguin <laughs> so it's so amazing so check check those two shows out because they're both I, I need to watch the other one and you have to watch bondage and then we'll touch bases on that next week someone wanted me to kick them in the balls once that turned them on what i'm so vanilla i, have I no didn't kinks. and i also didn't meet them because that was a bit weird for me. So they asked you to kick yeah, them in the balls before you met them. Well, that was their thing. Yeah, right. It's real interesting. Even I I'm mean, not- beggars shouldn't be choosers, Michael. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that recently? <laughs> no, not recently. What? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Even like on Tinder and Bumble, I'm noticing people are putting their preferences in their description. I've matched with a couple that haven't followed through on that one because I'm like, wow, that's really intimidating. Like they'll say that they're subdom and they'll put like a oh. chain emoji next to them. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm scared. It's a little, yeah. <laughs> I'm so scared of that shit. Like I get it and whatever like gives you pleasure or makes you happy, fucking go for it. But I've never specifically been into anything like that. So I would be like, I'd be a possum in the headlights. I'm like, what do you want me I kind of get it to a certain point and then I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hard pass Yeah <laughs> I mean I'll give anything a go once But if the first experience is like eh. I wouldn't even go that far <laughs> Drawing a hard line You've never had any kinky bedroom fiascos? Uh, <laughs> my mother's listening That's okay <laughs> Mine does too I've been told a lot <laughs> uh, not, a, not, a, not excessively kinky What do you uh, What Constitute. Well, I just want to know because I've really had none. Just the two positions for you then. Yeah, I'm standard as fuck. I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the basics and do it well. I do Nothing it. Wrong with I that. do it well. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, you do that well. <laughs> um, that sounds like you know. <laughs> Yeah, you do it well. No, I'm going to pass on that question. <laughs> okay. We'll strike that conversation up again later. We're prepared to reveal some more details. You don't have to name. I'm trying to think if I've had any. I've had like fun stuff happen in fun places where fun stuff shouldn't really happen. That's like the most edgiest oh, yeah. I've ever gone. I Nothing think. wrong with a bit of that. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> You've got something and you need to just fucking spit it out. (laughs) You do. We're moving on. All right. Uh, Well, Patreon's coming soon, so there'll be an extra episode where you can hear all that content. You can hear about my salacious sex life on Patreon. Those can be exclusively. I'll draw you stick figure diagrams. (laughs) So, it's a. A question app? It is indeed a question app. I love the questions. The questions are good, and we have some goodies. We're a bit backloaded because we had a guest on. We don't get to answer the questions, so I thought we would. So why don't we... Hit the cues. Question. 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 Question time. Question time.
where we answer the questions that you guys ask on the website or on the Instagram. Some are from Instagram, some are from the website. If you do have questions, you can head and ask anonymously at www.wellbasicallypod.com or hit up our Instagram at wellbasicallypodcast or just DM Mikey. He loves them. Call him even. Do not call me. (laughs) Question one. Any tips on staying full slash keeping full? I'm finding I'm ravenous just after brekkie. If your body's hungry, it's telling you something. You could try different combinations. What have we got? Like some protein, some carbs, and some fat. Hit all those little spots. Hit all those macros. Hit all those macros. Or something that you really enjoy. If your body is telling you you're hungry, you must eat. You must eat. I'm trying something a bit different at the moment where, because I often get this, and this is totally individual and this is me, saying what I do that keeps me full for the morning. I actually find that I, enough? Oh, I have the biggest breakfast ever. I literally just have a whole lot of vegetables and a protein source and fat. So that could be like veggies cooked in butter and then some eggs or something like that. And the bowl mm. of veggies is huge. And that honestly keeps me full for hours. I find that if I eat like starches, this is me personally, I don't know if this will work for you. For some reason, they get me hungrier later. So often what I'll do is I will save, well not save, but just eat more of the carbohydrates later. But at brekkie, I'll just have a shitload of veggies and eggs. And then that keeps me so full for so long. So that's something you could try. There are some options for you. And also when you're at the desk, if I'm assuming that's what you do because you're an anonymous person. Are you really hungry or are you just bored? Because yeah. that's a thing that happens a lot, especially with clients that I have it sit at the desk because they're sitting there twiddling their thumbs, pretending to do work. It's hard to keep interested. So if you I look, vouch for this. Yeah, so sometimes it can just be your body going, ah, I'm so bored, I want to do something, so i got to mm. eat. Use the old hunger scale, reflect, check in with yourself. Have some water as well. Water's hydration, that's another thing that you can do to kind of help that. Are you drinking enough water? Because sometimes you can be hungry, but really, you might just be thirsty. Have a big glug, 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 and see how you feel after that. I've never had that. I've never understood that. You really? Fucking weirdos. If I'm hungry, I'm hungry. I'm <laughs> thirsty. I'm <Really>? thirsty. <laughs> I, yeah. I, sometimes if I just have a huge uh, drink of water, I'm like, oh, yeah. I was actually just a thirsty, thirsty boy. Question two. This is a good one. I like this one. Can you guys explain why CrossFitters are ripped as AF, yet consume <laughs> high-calorie diets versus competitors who have to restrict so long to get visible abs? I mean, I, I don't know if we know they've got high-calorie diets. That's it. We do not know that. Yeah. Also, if you're looking at the top competitors at CrossFit, they're genetic phenoms. The guys who are doing the CrossFit games, they're freaks. They're literally top tier. It's like when, even when you look at like a bodybuilding show and you look at the top 10 for something like Mr. Olympia, they're freaks. Like they're There's just, a lot of people that do CrossFit that don't, don't look like Don't look like that. that. A lot of them are the genetic 1%. Are they drug tested? They are more now. <laughs> You got pinched. Have you watched? There's actually a really good documentary on Netflix about CrossFit. I'll put the link to the description. But one of the competitors, he's an Aussie bloke. Yeah. He gets done. (laughs) Like after the, at the end of the show, they're like, this guy got done for PEDs. So don't think that they aren't using PEDs. I'm not saying that they all use it. And also, here's the third thing. It's just that you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. That sort of thing. Yeah. CrossFit is extremely high intensity, very regularly. The load and the volume of work that CrossFitters are doing is huge. Of course you're going to fucking get muscles. <laughs> like, it makes sense. And it's a different kind of technique, right? Like, I'm <clears throat> not an expert on either of those things, but obviously with, like, 
a bodybuilding show, you have these kind of different phases yep. where you kind of, your focus isn't intentionally on being lean. I think that, I think the perception that they're on high calorie diets comes from that whole paleo thing. I don't know if they all still do it, you know, with really good, it's a huge amount of obviously food groups. So paleo apparently is the worst diet for CrossFit. There's a really good nutritionist. This is the worst fucking diet in <laughs> general. He's, he's really good. He, um, he's a guy called Jason Phillips and he does nutrition for a whole lot of bodybuilding people and CrossFitters and stuff. And I was watching this interview and he was talking about how <laughs> paleo is literally the worst thing that highly competitive CrossFitters can do because there is not enough carbohydrates in their diet to actually fuel them. So when he gets a client who's going to the games or something because he trains a lot of high-profile people, he's like, I get them eating fucking cheeseburgers because <laughs> they need that caloric load yeah. to actually get through the workouts that they have. Like the CrossFit games is days and days of hard, hard work. And have you seen what some of these people are doing? It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. It was, when I was doing it and all these fuckers are on, like, you know, they start doing their paleo and I've just chugged a bag of fucking jelly snakes and I'm smashing them because, it's, like, of you've course got, I am. You've got I'm enough food. Like ready in. to go. Yeah. It's also not the paleolithic diet that is scientifically inaccurate. Oh, yeah, because bread's paleo now. We <laughs> talked about that. My ass is if paleo. you want some context for that, they discovered bread, ass. some fossilized bread. So apparently bread is... Bread is actually a vibe if you're paleo. We hope that helped answer your question. Nothing like just sw- sliding in with a subtle paleo jab. jab. <laughs> Next question. How do I know if I'm doing too much? I wonder if asking that you kind of know you are. For me, when I was doing too much, I was waking up multiple times at night. Like I had disturbed sleep patterns, which is a common thing. I was also hungry all through the night because I wasn't eating enough. And I was sore, like, all the time. Eternal soreness. Like, eternal soreness. And then there's just the general stuff, like, your performance goes down, you're irritable, you lack motivation because you've completely wrecked yourself that you just do not. Your body is screaming out for some rest. That's exactly right. So everything Mikey has just said is are all classic examples of perhaps doing too much. I also find that for me, because I also have done too much at various stages in my life, it's not just muscle soreness. My joints actually start to hurt, mm-hmm. particularly if I'm doing a lot of weight work or hip work. I'm like, oh, my knees or oh, my elbows yeah. or all that stuff that can be a super clear indication of you not doing enough. And I'm not sure if you're talking about it in a training context or a dieting context. You could be talking about both. Oh, this is true. Too much in a dieting context could be under-eating. If you were getting huge hunger spikes... doing a diet. If you're getting huge hunger spikes, you're probably being too restrictive. So that's a really good, clear indication. There's a really... I shared a story, actually, on our Instagram because she's really great. Stephanie Buttermore, that's her name. And she kind of did this whole journey... Last name. So pleasing to the tongue. It is really, isn't it? She just did a video around why fat shaming doesn't fucking work and why it's stupid. And it's a really, really good Mm. video. So go and check that out if you want to. But she kind of went from being contest lean Mm. eternally and found that she was going through these binge cycles where her body just went, fuck you, I need food. So what she did for, I think it was either six months to a year, is she just went, I'm done. I'm done with all this diet shit. I'm just going to eat. Until I'm full. And she put on like 20 kilos and it took so long for her to get her natural hunger signals back that now she's like kind of found like a a sort of happy medium where she's like, I I eat what I want. I feel really good. I'm not so 
conscious of my body and how others feel about my body because I've been through on this great journey. So she's got great content, but she did a great job of sort of saying that when you are this restrictive, you get your body goes, fuck you, I'm so hungry, I need to eat. And she just got kind of tired of that binge restrict cycle. So she went all in. Yeah, that's the body's natural response, funnily enough, mm. when, when you do that. I'm always checking in with myself. I'm getting, and it's a practice thing, getting better and better. Uh, I might have my four-day-a-week gym structure, but it's really important to me to always kind of just have a little think, like how how am I feeling? How are my joints feeling? How am I feeling supple as a leopard today? Am I not? You know, like just uh, do I need to pull back? Just start to try and find ways to, to get in touch with your body. Mm. Ask those important questions that Mikey okay. just mentioned. Next question comes from Laura Health Fitness 87. She's an old client of mine and I love her. She's oh. great. Hi, Laura. I'm starting my Cert 3 and 4. What are your top three tips for a novice PT? Michael's tips. I think we've spoken about this before, and one of my tips was to find out your why you want to do it, like what your motivation is behind it. And as an example of mine was I got a lot of satisfaction out of helping people move better, particularly people that didn't think they would be able to do that and them surprising themselves and getting a lot of confidence out of doing that. And that kind of helps keep you going and sort of centers you because it is a very busy, uh, messed up kind of world. So you need something to kind of anchor you back to, to why you're doing it. Tip number one. (laughs) (laughs) My second tip is kind of related to that, I guess, like, and out of my own experience is that as you build your confidence, Try not to get distracted by all of the fluff that's going on and the exciting things and the things that look cool in the industry. Come back to your fundamentals. Just have confidence in yourself that doing the basics right is really good. Because clients will question you as well. They'll be go, yeah. they'll go, why am why am I not doing this? Mm. This looks cool, this looks fun. And, and like, you feel like you have to justify yourself sometimes yeah. or you question yourself because you're like, oh, there's that person over there doing this. And, yeah. and But if, you, if you're doing the basics really well, you're going to do a good job. 100%. And my third tip <laughs> out of the box is uh, to read Linda Bacon's book, Health at Every Size. I cannot emphasize how good this book is at just giving you a different take on fitness and health. It's ju- it might screw with your mind a little bit but i think in a good way it's so fascinating she's currently a a professor of nutrition in the u.s have a little look you may not like it but i encourage you to read it and push through that it's good to read stuff that you don't like or don't agree with oh yeah soak up that information i'm gonna go with a slightly different tack to what mikey's gone because he's said a lot of great stuff usually on a different fucking tack let's be honest (laughs) i am gonna say have a plan because once you've done all your qualifications that's required to be a PT, often what's missing from these qualifications, well, when I did mine, was the financial side of things. So Yeah, good tip. Have a plan. You actually need... Do you mean like a financial plan? Yeah, because you're going to be paying rent out the gate. And like when you go in there, you might not, they might not give Fuck you a lead great. sheet. So when you go straight to a gym, they're going to, be, they're going to ask you for what? Some, in some places in Sydney, it can be up to $2,000 a month if you're in the CBD. So you need to figure out how many clients you need to survive. Sometimes it's a really good idea to actually have some money saved up so you can actually pay rent for a while. Get while you're budget kind of saving. Yeah, so plan a bit of a budget. 
learn about tax (laughs) and get an accountant if you don't want to learn about tax because doing it yourself is very time consuming. Mm. It's just one of those things that's the least fun part of the job, but actually is one of the most important. You've got to be a good business person. Yeah. it's all very well and good being good at the fitness stuff, but yeah. there's different sides to it. Can yeah. I tack on a, a wee, another wee book suggestion yeah. to that? The Barefoot Investors, like a really good basics book for kind of getting, if you don't already know, I'm assuming. It's a pretty well-known book. Know. Yeah, it's just like. I haven't a, read it. <laughs> it's, but it's just really good basics that okay. not everyone has. Laura might have them, but if you don't or anyone else out there, get it. That's good. That's that's good advice. So that's for the kind of the financial side of things, because we want you eating the food and paying the house rent, not just the gym rent. Tip number two: be on the floor as much as you can when you first start. Oh yeah, that's hard. You just need to be there and get used to approaching people. Get really confident with just talking to people. Say hi to everyone who walks in the door. Get your face known around the gym. You don't even have to try and sell people anything. You just want to build that relationship with the people in your club. Yeah, long so, game. Don't force it. Yeah, so never force Start it. Start saying hi. Starting PTs do this all the time. They'll jump in there and try and make a sale straight away. Don't do that. Just make slow connection so people know you're around them and they'll see train at peak times as well so people can see you train that's also a really helpful tip when i injured my back because i'm a bit of a moron sometimes there was a pt in there he was really good he did he gave me like a little tip even though i kind of knew but that's that's fine but it was like a really quick kind of Hey, you could try doing this. That's all I Easy do. banter. That's all it takes. Yeah, just form tiny little mini relationships with yeah. people on the floor. That's what I like to do. And then often they'll come to you. And when they come to you, that's a guaranteed sale. You don't even have to try that hard. Yeah. Tip number. Good tip. Yeah. Tip number three. Good with your tips, aren't you? Yeah. Been doing this shit a while now. I was alluding to your conversation at <laughs> the start. <laughs> oh, yes. It's a innuendo there for you. Sorry, mum. I am good with my tips. You're right. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mikey. <laughs> you don't fucking know them. <laughs> don't change what people are doing too fast, too quickly. Getting them in and exercising is great. So if you can do that for a while before you make any big changes. Because I get it. When you're green, you just want it. You get Like when I first started, I was so into all of this crazy sciencey stuff because you just want to soak up as much information as you can. But just be really careful what you say to people. I've said this a million times on the show. You're quite responsible for how people feel about their food and their bodies. So just be aware of that. That's tip number three. And you will have a great time. If you're a good trainer, you get referrals from your clients. Once again, work that you don't have to work super hard for. And when you do your calls and your lead sheets and that kind of thing, I don't know if wherever you start, they'll give you a lead sheet. Don't haggle people. Don't like continuously call people. People find that really annoying. If people want you, they'll reach out. And those are my... Tips, <laughs> Next question comes from plant-based Kiwi Bro. He's a legend. What are your best activation routines before the big lifts? Well, that's going to be super individual, isn't it? But I can be very general here and say that the majority of people are tight in certain places. And when I say certain places, I mean the shoulders. So a lot of people tend to be tight across the chest because we sit at our desk with our shoulders forward typing on that computer. And while we're typing on that computer, we're often sitting down, so our hips are tight. If you want to be good at squats, if you want to be good at deadlifts, you want to bench press well, you need to stretch out your chest and your shoulders. And when I say stretch, I don't actually mean stretch. (laughs) (laughs) You want to mobilize those areas. It takes me about 20 minutes now before I get into a workout. So generally, if I'm doing, I only ever train full body, so I will be doing some band overs. Mm-hmm. Some couch hip, hip stretches, which are really great, but I'll make them active. So I'm sliding my hips forward 
and back. If you don't know what any of these are, we have a huge list of them on the Instagram of all these various stretches that are mentioned in the show. So band overs with the band, couch hip stretches, a bit of rotation is also really good. So here's another one, which I really like people to do before they actually get into their lifts is to jump up, grab the bar. If you can hold it as long, hold it tight. And then you're just going to take your right leg across your left leg while keeping your leg straight. And then you're going to go the other way and take your left leg across your right leg. So you're working on your grip strength and you're also getting some nice rotation for the trunk that just helps get you nice and warm. And then in terms of activation, glutes and core for big lifts are my two favorites to get firing. So you might be doing some glute bridges or a bit of movement in your glute bridges and then some various sort of dynamic core exercises. You can kind of, I use several, but you can kind of go with what you like. Sometimes even just holding a plank is good enough to just get that Make that mind-to-muscle connection with your core. Core. So Kiwi. That's okay. He'll understand that. I like a bit of banded stuff, some slow banded stuff, those horrible things. You know, you walk side to side. Oh, penguins. That's what I call them. No, you look like a penguin when you do them. So (laughs) (laughs) I call them penguins. Band Uh, over knees and then just walking, taking your knees out side to side. I'm I'm always like trying to think about that connection from the floor up for me because I sometimes lose it, especially in my squat. So just thinking about what's happening through the whole limb. There's basically a thousand things you can do, right? But what you need to start doing is identify where things might potentially go wrong for you. So uh, these are also, like we've talked about shoulders, we've talked about hips, but also when you squat, people's ankles can sometimes come into that. Like there's so many things. Find what you need to work on and then kind of taper it to, to that. Yeah, I take 20 minutes. To get like ready generally, but that's me and I'm getting old, <laughs> which is fucking sad, but it's true. <laughs> I can't just jump straight in like I used to. We hope that helped you out. Mr. Plant Pace Kiwi bro. Love you. Regular listener. He's a good one. He's a good one. There's heaps of workout stuff today. I love it. I love people asking about workouts. Stay tuned. There's something coming. Big thanks. Next question. How long should I work out for? How long is a piece of string? I'd say no more than an hour. It depends on what you're doing. I agree. How long? Shorter is better for me. I, I I cap it at an hour because I start to just end up fatigued and doing more than I need to. When I stretch out those sessions longer than that, I tend to try and be fitting too much in, and the quality of each of those kind of goes down. So I give myself that amount of time, focus on hitting those few exercises really well. I find that as well. If I work out for too long, like the last couple of exercises, I'm not present. Yeah. And it's just like, You're not. Just to get it's it not out. a good vibe. It yeah. happened to me probably two weeks ago. And I was yeah. like, am I even like paying attention to what I'm doing right yeah. now? I'm like, fuck, you've been here for an over an hour. There's no, there's, there's yeah. that's why. You, so keep them short enough that you can, you have full attention and keep them short enough or long enough that you can be consistent with. So consistency yeah. is a huge thing. So if you have got a program that's, trash and tells you to train for two hours and you're like really struggling or you don't have the time then why what's the point even if you struggle to train for an hour drop it back try 45 minutes try half an hour find something that can get you more consistent is the answer That's key. and you can always go back yeah one of the things i do do to keep it that short is that do 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 is I kind of plan alternatives because the gym that I go to is super busy and sometimes it's just stuff is not available. So I have little alternatives. They might be body weight or just with a dumbbell. So I'm still doing that kind of routine, but I'm not, you know, waiting around because you just even. Do you, if you just walk around, to the the entry and go, oh fuck this, and then turn around and go. Home. <laughs> and they're all up in each other's pies. <laughs> 
I tell you. Fucking hell. 1.5. 1.5. We hope we helped We're you out with it. On a tangent. No, that's right. Tangents are good. It's fine. Consistency is key. And as long as you're staying focused, longer is not better. Well, maybe in some cases it is. <laughs> a lot of dick chat. Short and sharp. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> Next question. How many exercises should I be doing in my workouts? So relevant to the question we just did. Oh, yes. Gosh, similar story. Been trial and error for me. Too many. And like we said, it just, you're trying to cram it in. The quality goes down. Four is a nice happy medium for me. I know that's very specific. But I love four. Yeah. I actually love four. That is a great, great number. It seems like a good amount for me. It's like challenging, but not excessive. I love four. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great number. No, I like four because this is where we can talk about the benefits of full body training, right? Because four, you can pretty much do a press, a pull, lower body push, lower body pull. All bases covered. And if you do too many things, you will lose your focus, just like we talked about in length of workouts. It just becomes a big slog. So four is really good. You want to think about mastering these movements. And like there's no rush to do heaps of exercises in one workout, right? It kind of gives you enough time to do each exercise well. And you can always change them. So let's say you're following a program, you're following something pretty structured and you've got four exercises. Great. Run that for four weeks. If you want to do some new stuff, just do them in the next phase. Get really good at the movements that are there. Four is so good. Fuck, I love four. If you are a beginner, you might even start off with one or two. I love giving people a squat session because do you know how challenging doing a squat effectively is? So sometimes um, someone will roll up if I haven't, if we are like at the end of a program or at the start of a program and we want to look at technique, I'll go, all right, Mikey, we're going to work on your squat today for 45 minutes, which is how long I do my sessions for PS. We're going to just work on your squat. So we're going to work on mobility. We're going to work on range. And then we might work up to a heavy load, but Mm. doing squats for 45 minutes, not only is it sending that signal of practicing the movement, it's also pretty much working everything when you're in a squat. When you get into heavy yeah. squats, it's legs, it's core. You're squeezing your shoulder blades together to keep your chest upright. So, and if you're doing that traditional kind of strength session, you, you're going to be fucked. You're going to be cut. Technical terms. <laughs> we can go into CNS and that kind of stuff, but I don't really see the point. It's just, I think it boils down for most people to consistency and what you can be consistent with and not doing too much. Hot tip. I had a question from, well, it wasn't really a question for the show, but it, I thought it would be an interesting one to mm. cover. And I was like, can I talk about this on the show? Because it, it's kind of interesting. And I have dealt with people like this before. And she said, she's like, I'm struggling with a client who I'm trying to work on their technique, but they are constantly thinking they should be lifting heavier. So they're always trying to lift heavier. And I don't really know how to deal with it because he's like, I don't want to look weak. Or I think those must be the ideas that are going through his head while he's doing this. Mm. And she's like, what do I do? How do I stop him? Because he'll like, to the point apparently where he sneaks off and chucks weights on when she's not looking. <laughs> and she's like, what, what do I do about that? And I just said, I've had this before. And people don't understand what heavy means, like heavy for yeah. you. I've had clients who will go, that didn't feel like that heavy, yet I'll be pushing them to this point where they achieve mechanical failure. So their form will break down. They're like, that didn't feel heavy. I'm like, well, actually, now that you've reached that point where you're not moving that well, let's say we're doing 10 reps, mm. the last one or two, that is to me is failure. That's mechanical failure. So that is, for the rep range, 
heavy enough. Yeah, some people just got that weight thing stuck in their head. It's hard to change that. 100%. And then I think another really good tool, just something to bring up is, the better your technique is, the better muscle recruitment you're going to get, which means more muscle for you, which is something that I like to use to the guys who just want to put on muscle because generally this tends to be the focus. I'm like, if you do this well, the potential for adding muscle goes up. If you do this poorly at a heavy weight, you're going to recruit less muscle, build less muscle in general. Stop ego lifting, motherfucker. Hard to get that across to someone. <laughs> Got to fucking listen. Yeah. <laughs> They're paying you for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have shit technique when when he adds his own bloody weights on? Film him and go here. Yeah, (laughs) and just yeah, I think explaining the value of 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 technique is really important. Yeah, and backing yourself and just letting them know that you know what you're doing. Confidence. It's one of my favorite things to do in the gym. I do it in a nice way, but like actually, uh, we got onto this conversation too. Actually, like kind of ego checking dudes who are lifting too heavy in the gym because they'll grunt real loud and they'll be doing like a hundred and forty kilo deadlift, and I'll often go up to them and go. Hey, bro, try putting your feet closer together, drop your hips slightly more, and try and keep your back flat. Honestly, you'll feel it way more. And then when you go pick it up, and then they can't lift it. And I'm like, okay, just try dropping the weight a bit. Trust me, you'll feel your hamstrings way, way more, and you'll actually Mm. get way more out of the exercise because you'll build muscle there. Sometimes they take it really well, and sometimes Sometimes they they don't. But I'm there to help people. So that's yeah. that's kind of what, like, I love doing that because... I mean, can, it might be weird if I did it because I'm not currently working <laughs> <laughs> at a gym. Yeah, make sure you work at the gym before you do that. <laughs> Listeners, if you think you can on. correct someone for... Yeah, I often say that because, like, often I'll be training and I'll, like, help someone with an exercise and I'll go, oh, you know I work here, right? <laughs> like, I just have to be like, I'm not just some guy. Yeah. Particularly with females, like, it can be a bit like, yeah, I'm stuff. <laughs> but maybe start okay, with that. Yeah, maybe enter with it. I just say, I just like to do the smooth transition into helping someone because I'm yeah. so used to adjusting. just adjusting and helping people. So I just get in there. But I think most people, fuck, I've been there the longest now. So most people, most people know, know my face. I think that's basically. That we've, uh, thank you so much that's for sending us through all those all those bloody questions. Um, it gave us an episode. Keep okay. sending questions, salacious ones. Yeah, no, not I didn't mean salacious. <laughs> Why did you say did salacious? salacious. Yeah. <laughs> Call Mikey, text Mikey, do all those good things. No calls. Thank you so much for listening to Well Basically. If you want to go on a date with Well Basically <laughs> oh, Mikey, Jesus. you can reach him on his Instagram <laughs> at Well Basically Mikey. His number is. This is not going well. I think we should pack it in. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find me, you can find me at Well Basically Sam. If you want to find the podcast Instagram, it is at Well Basically Podcast. The website is www.wellbasicallypod.com. We have some free guides up there and there is more to come from us. So stay very much tuned and we love you. All of you. Well, basically, that's it.